Hello and welcome to the PHBC Pastors Podcast, where we seek to bring biblical and pastoral insight to everyday issues for the people of PHBC. I'm Brian. And I'm Brian. And today we're going to talk about injustice. At the time of recording, our country is still reeling from the murder of George Floyd, which came on the heels of the lynching of Ahmaud Arbery, the killing of Breonna Taylor, and the death of many, many other black men and women. And while, unfortunately, this is not a new issue, it has been thrust front and center into our cultural spotlight. And so given the prevalence and significance of the issue at hand, uh, we wanted to speak on it today. Uh, Now, we are both white men, um, but we are also your pastors. And so we want to seek uh, to do what we do every week, bring biblical and pastoral insight to issues for you, the people of PHBC. And so we are coming to this discussion not as experts, not as those who have all the answers, but as shepherds who want to point you to the word and who want to speak directly to you, the people of PHBC. Um, So to begin that process, Pastor Brian, would you take a minute and just, why does this matter for the people of PHBC? Why is this something of significance that warrants our attention and thoughtful discussion and prayer? First, just a slight correction. You said this is an issue of injustice, and so we want to say this is we're talking about racial injustice today, not just because there are many, many forms of injustice that happen in the world. Not all of them are related to race. And so it seems that the direction of this conversation that we're going to take is more in the issue of racial injustice, which is a good topic to have, mind you, but so just for clarification, that this... This is not the only type of injustice that exists in the world. Um, That's helpful. So um, why then should Christians talk about this? We should talk about this because it's it's a gospel issue. It's it's something that um, is important that when we we think about how we have been created, all of us, in the image of God, and so no matter what the color, and so the... The individuals that you listed earlier were all um, in black individuals or African American individuals, um, uh, but this is true of every individual, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, no matter what your ethnic background, you are a person created in the image of God, and so therefore you have dignity, you have worth, um, and it's not a sliding scale, if you will, of worth. Mm. Uh, we all have the same worth. We all created equally, men and women alike, in the image of God. And so when we either actively or passively allow racial um, uh, bigotry to happen in our lives, that's an issue. It's a, that's a gospel issue. We are, we are saying something false about who God is and how he's created us. And so therefore it's a gospel issue and something we ought to address. That's helpful. And so then picking up on on the thread, um, the idea of of justice, so that we serve a God of justice. Um, So here's a couple of scripture passages just speaking to it. Isaiah 61, 8, For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. Um, Amos 5.24, scripture tells us to let justice roll down like waters, righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. And then in the New Testament, Jesus um, calls out the Pharisees in Luke 11.42, Woe to you, Pharisees! You tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and the love 
love of God. Um, so just any thoughts on Scripture's portrayal of God as a God of justice and us as, a, as his people then to be a people of justice? Well, certainly this is one of the characteristics of God, that he's a just God. Uh, we've been saying this in our study through Romans here uh, on Sunday mornings, that he is um, just, uh, the justifier, or just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Christ. And so God shows his justice primarily in giving us his son and that, that he is making uh, his son is paying the penalty that is rightly owed for sin. And so God is a God that, of justice. He is not going to, if you will, turn a blind eye to injustice. And so, um, yeah, the God we serve is a God of justice. And so we ought to then, as people created again in his image, we ought to reflect mm. that um, in, in our um, interactions with others. And again, no matter what the race, so if it's two white people talking to each other or a white person and a black person talking to each other or what have you, we ought to be a people of justice and because that's who God is and we reflect um, and as image bearers, we reflect his glory. Uh, that's really good. And so then continuing to build on this idea of justice, um, so there, there's been talk of, of not just uh, these one-off incidences, but seeing them in light of a, of a bigger whole of more systemic issues of injustice. Um, so here's a few statistics to you uh, to share with you. So um, the average in 2020, the average white family in America has a net wealth of about $171,000, whereas the average black family, it's only $17,500, so just over 10% of the other. Um, the percentage of the white population under the poverty line is 8%, whereas the percentage of uh, black individuals under the poverty line is 21%. Um, and then here's something that doesn't have to do with finances so much as health. So we are continuing in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, black people in America make up 13% of the population and yet represent 23% of the deaths of corona. Um, and so my hope in sharing those statistics with you is to try to paint this issue as bigger than just these one-off situations, but part more as a systemic whole where there are concerns of injustice that run far deeper than just these individual encounters. Pastor Brian, anything on, on that front? No, not really. I mean, it's just, it's, it's shocking. We were talking before we started recording where you got those numbers, and it's, it's shocking that, uh, that the disparity would be that great. Uh, frankly, it shouldn't be that great. Uh, there are certainly um, systemic causes in our country that allow the majority culture to more easily um, accrue wealth. Uh, that's not to say that your average person in the majority culture is overtly and or you know trying to hold the black person down, if you will. I, I don't think your average white person is is overtly racist. Your average white person probably doesn't think about it uh, that much because, frankly, as a white person, you don't experience or we don't experience overt acts of racism against us. And so we don't think so. It's not on our radar on a daily basis. Um, 
and so yeah it's 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 sad that there are that great that large disparities in our country indeed and so moving then now, so if, if this is the situation at hand, if we've seen what Scripture calls us to, what who God is, uh, where we are at currently, so what do we do next? Um, so I want to start with the negative and then move to the positive. Um, so there's any number of ways someone can respond. Uh, here are some ways that I've seen Christians respond as of late that, that I think are unhelpful. And so I'm going to ask Pastor Brian to, to help us think through why are these unhelpful responses to the situation of racial injustice. Um, so here, here's three for you, PB. Uh, well, you know, this is just a political issue. Um, it's just the left trying to do this, or we're in this situation because the right didn't do that. Uh, why, why is that response, just reducing this to politics, problematic? Well, the problem is if you reduce it, the, the key word is they're just to politics. Certainly this is a political issue. We, 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 we would be ignorant if we said this isn't a political issue. So yes, it is a political issue, but it's more than a political issue. As we started at the beginning, um, this, this is, it's a gospel issue for Christians. So as Christians, we need to think about this as Christ would think about this. And so Christ would affirm the image of God in every, every man, woman, boy, and girl. And so we need to affirm that, and we need then to be very careful to make sure that we don't, again, overtly or even subconsciously participate in um, acts of racism. That's really helpful. Thank you for that. Um, so here's a second one, um, specifically in these instances where the police are involved. So if, if someone were to respond, well, you know, if, if that person had just been doing the right thing, if, if they had just listened to the cops the first time, then nothing would have happened. Problems in, in that sort of response? Um, so first, I want to honor and give honor where honors do the vast, vast, vast majority of police officers uh, love their communities. They serve with dignity. They serve with respect. Um, so it's a it's a very small number of police officers that, you know, relatively speaking. And so some people say things like that because they're trying to trying to protect or trying to say, hey, let let you know, these people are serving us, protecting us. Um, so most police officers are you know regardless of the color of skin are, are doing their job and doing it well um, but then to, to 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 just say well if they just listened to start with this wouldn't have happened you know the george floyd incident for example he was charged or was was being investigated if you will for potential forgery i believe is a 20 dollar bill that he was passing off that the clerk thought might not be legit. Well, you know, there's a way to to apprehend somebody who's a for, a forger as opposed to let's say a violent felon, um, and so in that case, the, that particular police officer and perhaps the others who were with him, but certainly the one who had his knee on his neck was reacted in a just there's no other way to say it, just he in a neglectful, grossly uh, uh, poor display of judgment and, and how he reacted. And so to, to then to try to put, to flip that on Mr. Floyd and say, well, Mr. Floyd had doing, been doing what he was supposed to, um, 
yeah, that that's that's just that's not that's not helpful mm. uh, to do that in in my estimation. No, that, that's good. And so then one more. Um, so the the phrase "Black Lives Matter" is uh, just seemingly everywhere um, these mm. days, and a um, I would say far too common response is no, no, all lives matter. Uh, certainly a, a true statement, and yet. I think we would both say an unhelpful one. What what makes that response unhelpful at this time? Well, uh, so I was helped on that. So by an African American friend of mine, uh, he he shared an analogy, uh, and not just with me. He shared this on on the social media uh, that I saw, and and so he, he explained the analogy. He says, uh, imagine imagine your neighbor's house is on fire and the police or the fire department comes in and they spray down your house spray down that house with water to to save the house but all the neighbors say well don't our houses matter as well why aren't you spraying our houses down with water because all houses matter after all um well there's only one house on fire and so that's why they were the the fire department was focusing on that one house and so right now, you know, the statistics you read earlier and, and the, what we're seeing happen, uh, you might say, to use an analogy, that the black house is on fire. And so most people, now I, I can't speak for all people, but I would dare say most people who use the phrase black lives matter are not saying that other lives don't matter. They're trying to emphasize the fact that there's something systemic happening uh, to the detriment of the black community. And so when they say black lives matter, they're not saying that white lives don't matter. They're not saying, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you, blue lives matter, which would refer to police officers. Um, they're, they're not saying that those lives don't matter. They're trying to draw attention to what's happening right now in the black community. Yeah, that, that's a helpful analogy. And to pull one from scripture, um, so you've got Jesus telling the story of the shepherd who leaves the 99 for the one. The one is the one that's outcast, that's in need of pursuing. And so the 99 might say, well, hey, what about us? Don't we matter? And well, of course you do, but you're safe in the pen right now. And so it's the one that's out that needs the attention for the time being. That doesn't mean Jesus doesn't care about the 99. He clearly does, but he also cares about the one. And so so we need to seek after those who are hurt, who are marginalized, who are oppressed, and seek to love them as best we can as well. So those are things we want to avoid, Pastor Brian, to, to wrap us up. What then should we do? So uh, we certainly want to bathe, cover this issue in prayer as much as often. We want to, to listen well and to seek out the right sources. I would point all of you to the uh, articles and videos Pastor Brian uh, put in his uh, email this past week. Uh, it was fantastic and super helpful. Um, so check out his egram from Tuesday, June 9th. I encourage you to check that out. Pastor Brian, what else can we do going forward? I think just uh, a Christian quality is empathy and trying to understand and to listen and to be involved in dialogue with people of um, from from not necessarily from people of different skin colors, but people who think about these things mm. and not and just not to immediately dismiss. I think again, sometimes I know for myself, um, I used to very quickly get to be very. I was very. Um, uh, what's the word? Um, just I, I wanted. I was very defensive. That's the word. I was very defensive when people say, "You know, you're, you're just being racist." I was like, "No, I'm not being racist. I care about." But to instead of being so defensive and quick to try to say, you know, that you know that doesn't apply to me. To listen 
and to listen well to other people. Um, and so, and maybe that person has a different political bent. And it doesn't mean you have to agree with everything that that mm-hmm. individual says. I'm reading a, a book right now. I just certainly don't agree with everything that individ- the author is saying in the book, but it's helpful just to listen uh, to somebody from a different perspective and to, to glean something from that. And, um, and so, yeah, be, be a people of the word, be a people of prayer, um, be empathetic, be willing to listen, to heal, to, to hear the hurts um, of others. Those are, those, that would be some advice for you, for all of us. Mm, fantastic. And by the way, that would be for all of us on both sides of the issue. So if even if, so if you're a black person and you feel like you've been uh, mistreated and perhaps you have been mistreated, um, to, to, to listen well to, to, to white people, listen well to black people, listen to Hispanics, listen. I mean, let's listen to one another. And I think if we started loving one another and listening to one another, that would go a long way toward um, to bringing healing. James has something to say about that. I think he did. And so uh, a good word to end on. Let us all be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. Um, so thank you for your time. Uh, hopefully this was helpful. This is a massive conversation. Um, we want to serve you well in bringing biblical pastoral insight to it. So we appreciate your time. This has been the PHBC Pastors Podcast.